Judgmental. I'm your host, Hunter. Hi. I'm Lindsay. Hi. Uh, we're back. Yay, we did it. Yay. Uh, this is our first episode without having uh, any in the bank. I know. Now we actually have to like, do this every week. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be tough because next week's 4th of July. Which has already been tough. Oh, there we go. Thanks. Uh, yeah, it's already been tough. We well, we have things going on sometimes, but we're going to actually like have to do this now. Um, we do need to figure out next week because 4th of July is our recording day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. at some point. Yeah, at some point we'll do it. Um, so welcome back. Thanks for coming back after last week's episode. Um, <laughs> this week we're going to talk about pedophilia. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and if drowning dogs is good or bad, <laughs> just wait for that one. Um, You'll no. be surprised by my opinion. <laughs> uh, no, but this—I mean, I don't want to say this is a less exciting show, but there was a lot that happened last week, so it's like it's tough to follow. Yeah. So you know, we're still gonna do our best. It's still here, so it's still great. This is like a 9.9. Last show was a 10. So, okay. Yeah, that's right. I'm really selling it, right? Yeah. Well, you are a salesman, aren't you? Uh, I mean, yeah, technically. Apparently. (laughs) That's what my paycheck says. That's what they they keep giving me. Yeah, they keep giving me money every couple weeks. So, (laughs) apparently, uh, yes, I am am a salesman. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, let's just jump into it. What are you? So loud. I'm not loud. Should I go back? I don't know. I can't. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe that's a good spot right, that's for you. Good. Yeah, we'll edit this out. No, we won't edit oh. this out. Um, so let's jump into a recap. Okay. Uh, what? Do you have anything else? Do you want to address before? No, my recap is just fucking dog shit. <laughs> um, mine is. Pre- do you want me to start? Do you want? I feel like ours dovetail a lot, mm-hmm. so maybe you should start because. Okay. Yeah, I can just interject with things. Well, my grandmother, who I have spoken about on here kind of frequently, my Yaya, she passed away um, a week ago yesterday. And obviously that has been very rough. Um, I did not think that it was going to happen that quickly. Um, It's just shocking because just a few months ago, like, none of this stuff, like, even existed. Um, Like, she didn't really have dementia. We didn't know she had cancer. And now she's gone. And that was shocking. Um, And... We had her wake and her funeral. Um, I did a eulogy for her wake because Greek funerals are just like a pastor's fucking prom, essentially. It's just all about them up there in their fancy yeah, of clothes. Yeah, that's what it should be, Saying right? shit and trying to talk about the person as if they knew them when they don't. I... 
I hate church funerals. I told my mom when we were in like the funeral procession driving to the to the burial ground. I told her that I hated it and I I didn't want anything like that and I said if you know when I die I just want to be thrown off the side of a cliff into the ocean and she said oh, oh absolutely not and I said well what do you care you'll be dead anyway when it happens and she said well what if I'm not and I was like, well, that's what I'm going to do to your body when you die before me. Jesus. No matter what your will says, I'm just throwing you off a cliff into the side of, like, into the ocean. Like Frank Reynolds in Always Sunny, just, when I die, yeah. just throw me in the trash. That's what I tell people. Like, what <laughs> What does it matter? Like, it is it's just, who cares where your body is? Like, just literally throw me away. <laughs> I'm, I've used up all of my use. Just throw me in the trash. And she was just super fucking pissed about all of that, which is great because my Yaya still does have at least some kind of an estate, and I would like to receive some money, which sounds terrible, but, like, come on. We all need money, and if there's any around that maybe yours any way come to me i'll fucking take it and then i told my mom that i was gonna my mom's uh her like uh right of attorney or whatever she's been in charge of all of her money and i told her i was gonna throw her body off the side of a cliff <laughs> and that's how Lindsay got zero money from her yeah as a state i hated it i hated i mean but that is what Mayaya wanted. She was a devout member of the Greek church her entire life. The church that she was buried in, she was a founding member of. When, oh, really? When her and my papu came from Canada, um, they started that church. So that's what she wanted. And she was a very religious woman. Um, so she, she wanted all of that. But, like, just hearing the priest's um, personal comments about her. You didn't like that. No, it angered me because he asked my, um, my mom and my aunts and uncle to, like, send him something about um, personal things about her that he could include in his speech because he doesn't know anything and then his one personal comment was um, what stood out to him was when Martha came to take communion and her face, her face always stood out to him. But then he didn't like elaborate as to why or what the fuck he was talking Like it was just, just kind so, of a general statement that sounds specific. So impersonal, all of it. And I was telling my mom, like, I would much rather have, like, you know, an Irish-type funeral where, like, everyone's at a bar and telling stories and, like, giving tons of toasts. Um, And at one point, when I was driving her as well, I was like, how much did all of this cost? Because I've heard how insane funerals can be. Um, And she said it was 10-5. 
And I was like, wow, that's actually less than I, th- I would have thought, thought more, it yeah. would be. Like, I've heard, like, 20 to 30 grand. Um, and then she was, like, breaking down costs for me. And she said that the coffin cost $2,500. And I was like, why? Like, why pay? And I know that was my I.O.'s choice, but, like, why pay to be put in the ground of dollars on a varnished like fancy wood box with chrome handles and like plush cushions um that you're not gonna feel to literally be buried into the ground and my mom said well they had pine boxes there as well and I was like yeah you know what that's what I would want and I was like you know what I probably would prefer that I really like that rustic look (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then once again, my mom was like, you're disinherited. <laughs> <laughs> I just I hate, like, everything. Like the pageantry of it. Yeah. That's... I don't know. And I mean, we had, like, the open casket at the wake, and also, like, an open casket at the funeral, to some extent. Um, which, I don't really mind so much um that's very much like not just like an american thing like culturally around the world people do stuff like that there's countries where they keep their dead with them in the home like sitting up or in bed for a year or more um just because that's part of the grieving process and i get it because when i saw my yaya dead like actually dead laying in the coffin like it did solidify something in my brain um and brought forth like a lot of emotions that I hadn't accessed yet because you were kind of like I think you were trying to you didn't want to have those emotions um I don't think that I didn't want to. I just couldn't access them. Um, And then actually seeing her really brought a lot of that forward, um, both at the wake and then at the funeral. And then when they, like, shut the casket for the last time, and that was, like, the last time I was going to see her at all, um, that fucked with me a lot. Um... And what what also bothered me was that her face just didn't look like her face because they have to, like, do so much stuff to a dead body to present it. Um, And they, you know, they use pins to, like, keep the eyes closed and keep the mouth closed. And everything about her pretty much looked right except her mouth. Her mouth did not look like her mouth the way that they had arranged it and that was upsetting to me um and my mom wanted to ask them to change it and at one point she even said to me she's like what if I just did it right now I was like don't because we have no idea what's happening right now like her mouth is secured. Like, yeah, like you can't just like it's not a quick fix pins glue I have no idea but like don't touch her this is not weakened at bernie's like don't do it you can just mold her face how you want it to look like that's not no it's not gonna work 
Um, and my cousin asked me at the wake, she was like, how do you, what are your thoughts about like the whole open casket thing? Um, and I do feel like it is disturbing and something that like awful that we put ourselves through, but I also feel like it's necessary. So you'd want an open casket, even though you just want to be thrown in a box or thrown off a cliff. If you get thrown off a cliff, it's, the open casket's not going to look good. Yeah. I, so. Well, I mean, it would be an open casket, and then they'd throw me off the cliff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. I, I, I don't know what I would want in terms of that. I haven't thought that far ahead. My suicide is still several years out. <laughs> but, like, what... What came to mind, like what I said to her was, well, I used to have two parakeets and one of them died and the vet told me that you have to take the dead parakeet's body and put it in the bottom of the cage so that the other parakeet can investigate and understand and see that, you know, his friend is dead um, so that he understands that and he's not always waiting for her and wondering where she went like that will cause him anxiety um so it's like even for animals it's like a necessary thing to see um so that you understand and we're honestly not that much smarter than parakeets so it makes (laughs) sense that we have to have the same thing to do that and i do it brings closure it is a form of closure but still like when I and I didn't like I cried at my eyes wake I cried at her funeral um but I cried the most like when I was at home after her funeral like when I was just with my boyfriend and I read um Smayaya had wrote this letter to her four kids and then my mom made a copy of it for like everybody to read Um, and reading that was what really set me off and I cried like I bawled for like an hour in a way that like I couldn't cry in front of everybody else because I didn't, I don't know, I didn't want to and I don't, I don't even know why. I think it's also like, I don't know, because then it's almost about you at that point to a little bit maybe I don't know because like yeah you want to do justice to her life and you I think know. I just didn't I didn't want to cry like that in front of them but I don't know why I don't know why because I feel like there would be a need to then talk about it and share my grief with them and I didn't want to because they fucking stressed me out. <laughs> and I just wanted to be alone for that. Um, but the thing that always gets to me, the thing that pops into my head is either like imagining her um, in like a specific memory that I have of her when she was alive or when she's in the coffin and like the coffin one really gets me but I think it's necessary yeah yeah I'm sorry 
for your loss. It's awful. I know you were very close to her. Um, I did read your eulogy because you sent it to me because you needed me to send it to you in PDF form. (laughs) So I was going to read it for grammatical errors. um, And then I read it and it was beautiful. And you know what? Then my mom was like, oh, send that to me. I'm going to print it out for everybody. And I was like, the punctuation in that is incorrect. I punctuation that I used was so that I would read it correctly. I almost like, changed it for you before I sent it back. In the way that like I want it to come off, but it's not it's not correct. I don't want you to send this to people like just a psycho. It's okay. It was it was good. It was very beautiful. I think it was a perfect summation for her life for as an outsider doesn't know her. Um it, it's you know as good as you can be. Like you're never ever gonna I think fully well, no. Encapsulate a person in, you know, in a eulogy. Like, you but can't. That's, that's like what I, that's what I suggested was. Multiple I said, people. I want to write something and I think everybody should. And nobody did. Yeah. So you took the, <laughs> you took the reins. But like, that was my perception of her. It would have been great to get literally everyone else's thoughts on her. Do you think. Nobody did it. Writing that like helped you grieve. Um, at all? No. No? Because, like, when I was writing it, I was more just stressing out about what am I covering? Um, is this okay? Is this too much humor? Uh, <laughs> so you were worried about how it was going to be perceived over, like... Yeah, like, I didn't actually mourn Maya yet until the funeral was over and I was at home and like that's why I was so tired like that whole weekend because and then after that it was I worked the next day and I I went to bed so early that night and I woke up and I was like I literally could just lay here for another 24 hours with my eyes closed because I didn't like let anything affect me until it was all done yeah, you, I mean, that's, you know, a lot of people do that because it's easier to pretend that it'll just go away, I think, mm-hmm. instead of having to deal with it. And then eventually it all comes to a head and it I remember sucks. I told my boyfriend, I was like, I don't even, I was like, I don't believe in ghosts, but like, I want her to contact me. I want her to haunt I me. want. Like, I want her to at least, like, give me some kind of sign. Like, I want to experience one of those things that, like, people talk about experiencing, and I haven't. And, I don't know, is it because I'm just not the type of person that can experience that, or because I'm just not the type of person that can make up bullshit? I don't know. Yeah, probably yes to both of those. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't wait for that. No, I wouldn't. I'm not. Yeah. But I wanted it. You want it. it. Yeah. Like, when my mom got in my car for the funeral procession, she was like, I know you're going to shake your head at me, but when we sat down in the pew, I heard someone whisper in my ear, Andrea. I was like, oh, fuck. Is your mom religious? <sighs> yeah. I don't. I don't More know. than you? Yes. Okay. Yes. Man, I think religious people are more able to receive that stuff, I I guess. Well, Aunt Catherine was sitting on the other side of you, and she's fucking nuts. Like, who knows what (laughs) you heard? Maybe she she did whisper. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, yeah. So that sucks. I'm sorry. Like, I think I hear my name all the time. It doesn't yeah. mean there's a ghost talking to me. Oh yeah, man, those are just voice in your head. I get those too. Yeah. Yeah. You you learned to you learned. No, it's just those narcissism are. twisting other people's far off words into your name. Well, that's what it is in my case. Oh, okay. Um. So yeah, I uh, went to the wake with you for yeah. a little bit. Um. Yeah. So that was first time I've ever met anybody in your family. So that was, uh, you know, <laughs> right on. That was right on. <laughs> um, so the funeral home we were at had some interesting um, parting gifts. It did. So I wanted to touch on that. Some merch. They had some merch. So I come and I walk in and I had to bring you food because you were gonna pass away. Um, and you know, we didn't want that. Nice choice of words. Yeah, I know. As soon as I said that, I was like, Ooh, maybe not great. Um, but like the first thing I noticed is they have koozies. They have, (laughs) they legitimately had like funeral home branded koozies and bottle openers. And I'm like, Lindsay, do you see these things? Cause at this point I'm just coming in. I'm like, all right, like she's probably not in a great mood. So I'm like, I need to be somehow positive, but also not too positive. I can't just be like a fucking jokester here. But then you're, yeah, you're like uncle or whatever. He basically turned it into like a, yeah. a bit. That's um, what he does. Yeah. But yeah, I'd like, I'm like, there's fucking like, they've branded koozies, which I have never, that is the oddest thing I've ever seen for a few, like who's going to like take that home and be like you know it's gonna you're gonna go you know out in the lake one day or on a boat because i took two oh yeah i took one too but (laughs) i mean like normal people like normal people aren't gonna be like when we showed that to my uncle my cousin was sitting there and she's like well you need to take one i was like oh no i have two in my purse yeah no no, i'm I'm good i had one in my back pocket um i also took a bottle opener um but it was just the weirdest like why would a funeral home think that this is an appropriate thing to like brand like what who wants to be like oh yeah i remember that day like oh yeah that was that was when my yaya died this is this is perfect this is exactly I have no words it's the weirdest thing ever seen no explanation yeah and your uncle he basically like he did this bit the whole time of like that i went to high school with him so and he's doing yeah, bits. but then like I'm leaving and he's like, oh, are you going to be at the funeral? I'm like, no. He's like, oh, I'll, I'll see you at the reunion. And we're talking in front of one of your other family members and they have, they are, I, I'm looking at their <laughs> face and they're just, they're like dumbfounded. What did they look like? Let me try to figure out which family member. I don't know it was. I don't know. No, no, no. Just describe what they looked like. I don't even, I was. A woman? It was a, yes, it was a woman. Light hair, dark hair? Dark hair. Curly-ish? Kind of sparse? No. Thick legs. I don't know. I wasn't paying. <laughs> I was so like confused by this thing your uncle was doing right now. He was doing a bit as at a wake that I was like, it was hard to focus on things. So sorry if there's details are missing because I was just I'm like, is this okay? I'm like, can I do? I'm like, I've never met anybody here, and now I'm doing a bit about going to high school with you and how I'm going to see you at a reunion. Like this, it's not how I thought this was going to go. So I was just trying to like focus on like not being. The idiot that's PBL, you know, I was gonna leave right. people would be like, Lindsay, that fucking guy you brought here, <laughs> like, what's what's wrong with him? Like, he tur- he was just laughing, and I was like, oh, I didn't want that, so I was trying not to laugh. 
But then I also like seriously do this bit about going to high school with your uncle who is roughly 20 years older than me. Um, 20? How old is he? Um, he's in his 60s. Oh, okay. Yeah. So 30 years he older than me. He looks good though, right? Yeah. Same. I thought he was 50 yeah. something. So mm-hmm. good. Good job, man. Um, I'll see you at the reunion. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's my interjection there. Um, I wanted to bring a little lightness to that story because it is well very deserved. sad. Yes. So back to back to your recap. Um, on another note, my best friend is currently in labor with a baby. Wild. Life and death. Um, it's my friend that is from our other podcast, currently pregnant. So listen to that. We will have a follow-up. Um, yeah. We might even be there for the delivery. She's not... She deli- she delivering right now? She's... I don't know. She said, I need another epidural. And I said, I don't think they do that. She also said that the epidural <laughs> didn't make her um, go paralyzed, so... She was like, I can still move my legs. So... Good. Yeah. But you should be able to move your butt. Yes. We'll cover that more on the follow-up episode of Currently Pregnant. Yeah, that's all I really have to say about that at this point. Yes. She's definitely still in labor. Nothing too much to report on that. Um, So, uh, yeah, listen to that when it comes out. That'll be good, because she's had a wild pregnancy. (laughs) You're still on wild, huh? I am. It's it's my word right now. I'm sorry. I don't know what to do about it. Just gotta let Um, it run its course. I also, last weekend, had... Um, the recital for the studio that I teach at and I am so proud of my girls they did so well um, stepped up and performed and did things that I didn't think that they could I gave them the choreography but I didn't think that a lot of them would be able to actually perform it, but I think it's important to uh, challenge them. And so many of them just completely surprised me, and I am so proud of them. And all of that was happening at the same time that, you know, Yaya's stuff was going on, and it was just a really great... uh, way to like balance out how I was feeling um it was incredible it made me feel I mean more rewarded than I was gonna say I've never seen you like more proud of something yeah like it's really like it's awesome to see that like you're like glowing like that's when you talk about it like you were you're smiling like you don't smile a lot so uh (laughs) I'm joking but no you can tell like you're super proud of them that's that's awesome because that's like like I said like when I coached and like I see kids like you know they when they like were getting into college and they're like, Hey, I got a scholarship. Like, it's such a cool feeling. Like, it's mm-hmm. just like, it's like you had an impact on somebody's life and like you helped them achieve something that they wanted and like, they're proud of it. And then you're just, you're fucking, you're proud of it. It's crazy. I kind of still see it selfishly though. Like <laughs> I danced myself forever and I danced professionally and there would be, things that I was really proud of but when people compliment you on how you do you can just be like "Uh thanks and you can't really 
keep basking in it because you're not supposed to. Um, but when it's for other people, like I really just get to fully enjoy that. Um, and not even like other, what other people say, just seeing these girls and seeing that I did have an effect on them. Um, it's not like the choreography, like the choreography doesn't matter. It's like just seeing their transitions from the beginning of, you know, that six months that I worked with them to the end. Um, and that's something that I can just like enjoy fully because it has nothing to do with me and I don't have to feel, um, guilty about being proud, um, cause it's for them. And so like, I really get to just enjoy it. So your narcissistic side's like, this yeah. is, this is where you're, you're enjoying it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because I... You get for once, like, be proud of something, like, outwardly and, like, talk yes, about it. And, like, yes. you don't have to feel like a dickhead about it. Yes. Yeah. Which, I mean, I feel like is something good and normal. But, of course, I'm like, no, I'm shitty for being like this. <laughs> <laughs> but I am so proud of them. And I took on this job as a whim. Um... My, one of my best friends, her mom has had the studio forever. She's been trying to get me to teach forever. And I never was in a position where I felt like I could or I wanted to. And then she contacted me about um, a girl that I went to college with who I'm friends with and said, you know, I found her on LinkedIn. She's a dance teacher. What do you think about her? I, I see that you know her. And I said, well, this is what I think about her, but also, can I have that job? And you're like, got it. She's like, I've been fucking asking you for years. And it was just like... What made you decide a... to do it this time? Um, I mean, I am in a different space in my life. Um, I feel like I have much more freedom to explore and do the things that are just for me. I don't feel like I always have to be home. Um, which is like kind of fucked up to say because my ex never really was like that, but for some reason I felt that way. Like it wasn't anything he did. It was me. I don't know why, but, um, and I, I don't know. I just had like this moment where I was like, okay, let's branch out. And also like, I haven't been dancing in forever and I missed that aspect of my life. And that was a, a woman and like a, a situation where I felt comfortable and safe. And so I said, yeah, okay, I just want to do it. And I was scared shitless when I went in there, but like, I just devoured it. Now you love it. it. Yes. Yeah. And, like, they all just fucking loved me, too, which is something that I'm not used to, but, um, <laughs> like, <laughs> other adults tend to be like, what? I don't know what, what's up with this person, but, um, kids, like, I really can connect with younger people super well and they respond to the way that I am and 
it's been just the best, the best thing. That's, a, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's good. You like found your, you know, something fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Like that's, so you're going to keep doing it. Yeah. Forever and ever and ever. I don't know. Well, just But I'm going to definitely keep doing it for now. That's good. You found something you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. Just like massage therapy. You, you're big, you're passionate about that as well, right? Super duper. Yeah. I can tell. Um, so I went to <laughs> the show Friday. Um, it was the best ballet recital I've ever been to. Because it was the only one. So, yeah, it's the best. So, um, no, it was interesting because you're, I know zero about dance. Everything I know about dance is through you and you just, you know, showing me stuff that I still don't understand. Um, but, yeah, like your pieces were very different from everybody else's. So I noticed that. Um, well, yeah, because it's not a concert dance thing. It's a recital. So yes. it's lots of young kids. And also it's a religious studio. Yes. So everything is super geared towards God, except for my pieces, which were like, we're just going to pretend that's not a thing because it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was there and I, I felt like when I got there, like, I'm like, I felt very like, I'm like, I look like a pedophile. Like I'm just sitting Ooh, here. By the way, I never paid that woman for your ticket. Oh. I walked by her multiple times the next day and I looked her straight in the eyes and I was like, fucking deal with yeah, it. Yeah. So I couldn't even pay to go to this. <laughs> so I felt like a real piece of shit. Cause I, my, my debit card literally doesn't work. So I can't get cash out without of like. I had to, like, go to a bank and, like, write a check to myself. Like, I don't know what the fuck I have to do. So, like, I got to... Well, I still don't have my new debit card, which I'm kind of worried about. It should have been here by now. But, yeah. Um, now it's going to be the weekend. Yeah, somebody else's. I, I, I can use a credit card, but there it was cash only. Mm-hmm. So, um, I was... Because you're like, you're like, oh, hey, you might need money for this. I'm like, I literally can't take money. I, I can't take money out. Like, I don't... And I was literally, like, I don't have $15 for you. <laughs> and I was like, well... <laughs> Um, so we just kind of went there and she just like, uh, yeah, I'll pay you later, which apparently didn't. Um, so, but I like going in there, I felt, I'm like, you look like a pedophile. I was like, you're just sitting here by like, cause nobody sat by me either. Like I picked like, I I basically picked like the last, well, not the last row, but I I didn't even sit by you. No, I know. Well, you were in, (laughs) you were doing lighting stuff. So I was like, okay. But I felt like really weird. Then I realized I'm like, I could like. I'm like old enough to be one of these people's dads. So it's not yeah. that weird, but like, wow. I just still like see myself, you know, I see myself like I you do- see yourself as a pedophile. No, God which damn it. is our segue into our conversation. about <laughs> Is it good or bad? <laughs> um, no, 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 that's not, it's always bad, but I have thoughts on it, but we won't go into oh, it. Oh, Jesus Christ. That was not, a, that's not a segment. No, 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 no. <laughs> We will it's need to talk about that. It's actually quite an interesting topic. Uh, it is, but we're... Oh, but now. it's always bad. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so like going in there, I felt that, that I'm like, no, like you're, you could have kids. Like, it's not that weird that you're here. Like, you could be one of these people. So, but still in my mind, I'm like, you're just sitting here by yourself. Like, they probably think you're just here to watch these little fucking girls. And I was like, so I was freaking out that I'm like, mm, okay. That's so bizarre that you would ever even think that. I Okay. My, my brain isn't rational all the time. Oh, yeah. My anxiety kicks things into, you know, gears that aren't there. <laughs> it just kicks things into alternate universes. But, yeah. But it was it was, it was was cool. Like, I've never done... I've never seen that. Like, it was, you know... 
It was interesting. So I enjoyed it. Thank you for inviting me. You're welks. Um, <laughs> what else do you have? Do you have anything else? No, that was my week. That was yours? Okay. Um, what else? I have nothing exciting. Um, nothing else exciting. Uh, last week, this is just random things. I went to like Jewel at like 1130 because I just like needed something for the next day. And this lady behind me had 50 Diet 7-Up 2 liters in her cart, and that's all she bought. And Must have been for an event, right? I, But it's 11.30 at night. Like, what? She I'm just... Could, that was when she had time. But, like, it was just, like... And I was, like, so glad I got in front of her. Because <laughs> I was, like... God, I'm, like, thank God. I was trying to take a picture of her, but, like, I, there was just no good way for me to do it. Like, what to, like, not look like I was taking a picture of her. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just very confused by, like, this lady's life. Like, I'm, like, does she do this often? Like, is she, like, does she just go in, like, once a month, buy her 52 liters of Diet 7-Up, and then, like, she's, like, all right, well, I'll see you next month. Um, so I was, like, truly trying to figure out her life, because she was kind of weird. She was kind of, like, fidgety. She didn't look like she wanted to be there, which is why I think she was there mm-hmm. late at night. Like, mm-hmm. she didn't want to interact with people. I wouldn't want to interact with people either if I was buying 50 liters of, you know, 52 liters of anything. Um, so that was weird. So that was, I, that's the only other thing that happened this week for me. Um, wow. Yeah. It was a big week. Oh, I, uh, watched Parks and Rec again for like the 15th time. Um, cause I've had like an, uh, I've had an emotional last couple weeks too. So like, that's kind of like my grounding show. Like that's mm-hmm. like my comfort food that I need to like do to like, Plus, you just associate with Chris Pratt. Yeah, no. In that show. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do. I'm, I'm, cur- I'm, you know, I'm early season Parks and Rec Chris Pratt. Eventually, I will be current Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. We're just on different timelines. Yeah. yeah, but no, it's like that's my favorite show to watch. For I don't know, it's comfort and it makes me feel better. And I finish it and I cry and then I'm good to go. Okay. So that's it. That's really all I've done last week. Parks and Rec and uh, 50 liters of Diet 7-Up. Yeah, that's Fantastic. it. Well, I mean, I hung out with you for all those things. So that's That was a lot of my week. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's hard to... I mean, that, I really Not much for the out. Parks and Rec, though. That was a personal That endeavor. I don't watch that with people. No, that's a, <laughs> that is a personal show for me. Like, that is... That's a... That's my religious experience, is you Parks and Rec. watched 30 Rock? Yes, I've watched that a couple times, too. That is my shit. I love that. I mean, I love Parks and Rec, too, because I am April, but 30 Rock is just so fucking good, and there's more of it, which I is also... There? Yeah, there's more yeah. seasons, for sure, and I... I love being able to, like, really just get involved in that. And Kenneth. See, I like 30 Rock. It doesn't, like, Parks and Rec has more, like, heart to me, I think. So, like, it's a better, like, I I think I really like 30 Rock, but it's more, like, that is more, like, gaggy humor to me and, like, that kind of stuff. Which is why I prefer it. See, and I like. it doesn't. It doesn't does pull, it pull on the heartstrings? Yeah. See, that's what. See, Parks and Rec. I needed that, like, cause that's I don't know. Like, there's things in that that, like, you know, I I'll associate with just depending on where I am in my life, and I see things, and then I like to cry about them. I I is it weird that like I cry way more to like TV and movies and like music than I do to like things that happen in real life? Is that 
Is there no. something wrong with me? Because you would cry to things in real life if you were a sane and functional human being. Oh, because I'm not. Yeah. I hold it in until I watch things. Yeah. Got it. Ah. Yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, you kind of are April. Yeah. If I we, am. yeah, say like, if we ever want to do like a costume together, like, real easy. Done. I know. Done. Literally just walk out of the house. Yeah. I'd be Burt Macklin, FBI. You can do uh, Janet Snakehole and call it a day. <laughs> you can do that accent all night that she does. And then done. Boom. We're there. Easiest costume ever. But another character that I am, when I wa- when I went over here, uh, you were watching Archer. Um, Archer's mom, especially when she... I mean, she's playing herself, essentially, yeah. but she's playing her character from Arrested Development. Uh-huh. Lucille, that is another one of my characters. <laughs> I know she's an old woman, but like... Spirit. Spiritual. Yeah. That's... Oh, Yeah. Definitely. A little bit, yeah. Fucking booze hound, <laughs> cranky ass bitch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, she's kind of like grown up April. That makes sense. Like she's she is. Just like less weird. Yes. Yeah. So that's why I need the April because. She, yeah, she's, she's more bougie. Weird. She's like bougie grown up April. And then, have you ever seen. Um, do you know who Natasha Legero is? Mm-hmm. Okay, so she had a show called um, Another Period never seen it no and it was her and ricky lindholm and it was set in the 1900s and they're just um crazy stuck up bitches but going through like ridiculous situations um and she is my other character (laughs) okay (laughs) i can't i can't confirm that one but i'll take your word for it if you would just, I'll, I'll show you a picture of it, and you'll understand. I know who Natasha Legero is. No, no, so. no, I'll show you a picture of her in the show, and you'll get it. And then, okay. Yeah, you go on to the our question, That's our what I'm first doing. question, and then I will show you a picture of that. All right, so I will jump into our first question. Um, what's something you've done when drunk that is completely, like, off-brand from your normal... Are we doing your normal drunk self or your normal self? Your normal self. Oh, okay. I think. Right? Yeah. See, that's what... I was trying to decide how which way we are going to take it. Because, like, there's things I do when I'm drunk that, like, I just usually do when I'm drunk. And there's also things like... I don't know. I guess, yeah. As compared to my other non-drunk self. So, I don't know. No. I, I would say as compared to... Your normal self. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think that makes... So, yeah. What's something yeah. you do when you're drunk that is off-brand from your non-drunk self? Well, I don't do this all the time, by okay. any means. Okay. But one time, and I would not hesitate to say that it's the drunkest I've ever been since, like, college when I had no fucking tolerance for anything, Um. But I went to a friend's wedding several years ago in Chicago. Is this the same wedding that uh, the guy put his contacts into? Nope. Oh, okay. Baja Blast. Nope. This was a much classier wedding. A beautiful, fucking glorious wedding. Um, And here, Hunter, that's that's Natasha Legero and... (laughs) 
do I understand. I yeah, I don't even know what her character is like, but yeah, that is elegant. I get it. And cunty. <laughs> okay, so at this wedding, got super fucking drunk. It was in Chicago at this fantastic venue called Salvage One, which is a vintage store basically, um, and like people that have their weddings there you can take all of their inventory and have them set it up however you want so that's really cool super eclectic and mismatched but all of this gorgeous like mid-century furniture as well as like even more um vintage pieces and have them set it up however for your cocktail hour or if you want to have like your your ceremony inside like they can set up pews and all kinds of cool shit and then the other um so that like there's like a cocktail hours ground floor which you can set up however you want and then your um the middle floor is like the dinner which you can set up however and then the top floor is like all of their other shit and you can still go up there and explore it it's really cool um, it is like my mecca and i was so fucking excited to go to a wedding there and i got fucking hammered and um i was with you know my ex at the time and we had such a great time we were staying at the palmer house so after that wedding we got a uber back to the palmer house and i'm pretty sure like one of my uh friends like paid for our uber and called it for us as well because i was like fucking wasted you couldn't function no but i think at that point i was still kind of on the level of functioning but to the point where it had become noticeable um which you know for me takes a lot so we got back to the Palmer house and we were like about to walk in and there's a homeless man sitting in front of the Palmer house, you know, as they do. And he comes up and starts talking to us. And because I'm drunk, I start like engaging him in conversation. So like, one thing leads to another and we are in full conversation and my ex is like what the fuck are you doing and then I start just like hugging this man and I hugged him I don't know two minutes like a full two minutes just like just, just embrace hugging him and talking why? to him because I was drunk? What do you mean, why? But I mean, That's like, what this whole fucking no. question is about, you idiot. Like, what were you guys talking... Like, is it because, like, what you guys were talking about? Or, like, were Probably, you just... Okay. I don't remember. I was drunk. And I was hugging him, and Michael was like, ha, 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 okay, we gotta go. Lindsay, can you please unhand this homeless man so we can get inside? You're like, I'm taking... No, he's coming with us. To this establishment, and I was just hugging him and hugging him and hugging him, which, you know me. Not affectionate. That ain't me. No. Not affectionate, and also not touching people when I don't know where they've been. Yeah. Not a chance. 
And then, I mean, we got inside the hotel. Uh, we both got super fucking sick. It was like the worst hangover of both of our lives. We went through hell, like getting out of Chicago and getting home. Um, it was awful. But after that, I had, I developed. <laughs> oh, no. I developed like a respiratory infection. Jesus. That I could not get rid of. Like from being drunk? No. Oh, I don't from the. No, I from think the homeless maybe guy, maybe? from him. And I couldn't get rid of it. I had, like, I was taking antibiotics. Gave you, like, SARS. It was a month that I had this, and I eventually had to go on steroids. And I feel like it had everything to do with him. <laughs> so that explains why you don't just touch random people. Um, yeah. The one, the one time. Yeah. The one time. That one like, time I reach out to the underprivileged, look what I got. The one time I leave my door open, somebody comes. Like, it's, <laughs> you know, the things that you never do, it's the one time you don't do them that it backfires on you. So, just always do like, everything why the same am way. I so sick. Like, what kind of, like, Michael was like, like, maybe because you were fucking <laughs> glad-handing a homeless man. <laughs> Because you just transferred, you transferred everything that he had onto your body. You literally yeah. had him pressed against your chest. <laughs> Maybe that's why. Were you like, like crying? Yeah. Was it like an emotional hug? No. Oh, okay. Just like an embrace. Yeah. yeah. I was just trying to be like... It's going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just... I don't reassuring. know. Reassuring. Yeah, that's also... That's also not sober you. I know. Uh, I know that. Anything else? No, that was that was my big my big thing. That was your big story. I mm-hmm. liked it. Good job. Although when we were at Salvage One on the top floor, there was a vintage um, gynecology table, <laughs> which looked like a medieval torture device, which is what it was essentially. More like a, maybe like a sex device. <laughs> You're a sick bastard. I'm just Why don't saying. You go ahead and answer this question. I will. Um, I mean, outside the obvious that I've talked about before about um, shitting on my kitchen floor, um, that's out of character for drunk, you know, for sober me or drunk me. Um, I, we were talking about this earlier, and I was thinking of the question differently. But when I'm drunk, I just disappear, and I don't do that. It, when I'm sober, me does not just like run off and like I'm usually like the last person somewhere. Like you have to like kick me out of places because mm-hmm. I'm I'm not gonna go to sleep. Like just you're gonna hang out with me until you're sick of me, which is probably you know a couple hours before I actually leave. <laughs> so, but whenever I'm drunk, like my friends, like at first we're not used to it, but I'm the biggest Irish goodbye guy. Like I will just. A term which I just learned today. Which blows, blow my, blows my mind. Like, I don't know, I thought that was, like, a common term. But, yeah, basically, like, I won't say anything to anybody. You didn't know what a beatnik was. No. So I don't really want to hear it. No, I, I'm not judging. I'm just saying. I just assumed you knew. Um, but I always, like, not always, but I would say, like, 25% of the time, I will just leave. Um, sometimes it backfires on me. Uh, so, and a lot of times, like, I don't even go home. It's just, like, I'll, like, go somewhere else by myself. Um, like <laughs> to I'll leave. die in private like an animal <laughs> no it's not like I go like sit in an alley just waiting for the cold to overtake me and 
render my body uh, without life. It's more like I'll like just go to another bar by myself and like I'll just like and then like I will just like turn my phone off. And I why just, do you think you do that? I don't know. Think it's because you hate your friends? No, it's just like <laughs> maybe. Um, no, I think it's just like I. I do well in public situations when I, like, can prep for it. Like, there's a lot of people there, but, like, I do, like, have some sort of, some sort of social anxiety, I guess, to where if there's too much of it and, like, when I'm, if I'm super drunk, like, I can't handle it. Like, it's, I can't mm-hmm. do it. Because I do do well in social situations. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. fine. Like, I'm fine with it. And I'm good at it. But there's, comes to a point, like, if I get too drunk, like, I just can't handle it. And I just need to not, like, try to, like put on this facade that I have to like kind of do sometimes to like get through things. Um, so I'll just leave and I just, sometimes I'll go home. Sometimes I'll just go to another bar and like try to find somewhere quiet. I can sit by myself and like just drink. Um, (laughs) fantastic. Yeah. Super Uh, healthy, super healthy. So that's probably my biggest thing is just I will, and, like, my friends used to, like, worry about me because, like, I would just disappear. And, like, they'd be like, where did you go? Like, and, like, and I'm like, I just had to leave. So now they just kind of know. Well, you always say you have good friends. I do. And they do Mm -hmm. care about me. And that sometimes works against me because then I'm just, you know, sometimes I just need to get away. And, uh, but now they kind of know, like, if I just disappear, it's fine. Like, I'll, I will be fine. I've always been fine. Um, it has backfired before where, you know. I think I've told a story about how I basically did this before and then ended up like walking around the streets of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, so it has been, but most of the time, you know, I, I will survive and my friends know that now, but that's like my biggest thing. And then also if I drink Jameson, <laughs> I will die. So like specific. It is. No, it is like specifically if I drink Jameson, cause I don't sleep ever. You know this. I'm not. I love sleep. I'm Except just really... when you sleep for like 13 hours at a time. Yeah. So I either don't sleep, but then like once a month I have like a 16 hour sleep day. Mm-hmm. So, um, Jameson one, I remember one St. Patrick's day. I'm, I will throw up occasionally, you know, just like, I, I just get too full and I have to throw up and I have to purge. <laughs> and then I, I don't do it anymore. But like when I was younger, like that's what I would do. I'd just be like, Oh, you just, you've, you've had 30 beers. You're not, you're not throwing up because you're sick. You're throwing up because there's no more room and you need to make more room. So you yeah. take 30 more beers. But with Jameson, I will either puke or pass out or both. Like that is, I Why? can't handle Why it. Why do you think? I don't know. It just doesn't agree with me. Like I don't know the taste and it's just whatever it does to my body. One St. Patrick's Day, we started drinking at eight, eight o'clock, I think. Jameson. I was in bed by 10 a.m. And I went to sleep until 5 p.m. Just, I had like two or three drinks. It wasn't even like I was like hammered. It just does not. What the fuck? No idea. But like, yeah, we like, we used to do St. Patty's Day at our apartment in Chicago. So like we would come out and then like we would go to the bars that were a few blocks away. Didn't make it out to the bars until my friends came back to like, just, they came back to kind of recoup because they were out for most of the day. Yeah. Then I went back out with them later that night. Um, yeah, drink Jam- more Jameson. I did not. No, like I know <laughs> I literally can't drink Jameson. I cannot do it. It's just like my, it's my kryptonite, like Superman is kryptonite. It's I have Jameson. Very interesting. Yeah. So that's like, for me, I passed right. out. I don't Your pass birthday, out. I'm getting you wet goddess and a bottle of Jameson. You're such a great friend. You're going to, does it, 
Okay, so yeah, we'll drink Jameson together, and you can see what happens to me. I would, yeah, that's exactly why. Yeah, all right, deal. Can't wait. So that's, like, for me, I pass, because I'm not, like, I don't pass out drunk. Like, that's not, I'm never, I'm not a fucking, like, that kind of drunk. I don't Mm -hmm. do that. Um, So, yeah, that's the one thing when I'm drunk is I sleep. That's the one Jameson. Jameson drunk makes me go to sleep instantly. Uh, I can't sleep. Like, a drunk sleep for me is the most restless, terrible thing. And I'll still wake up early and be like, God, I wish I could fucking sleep, but I now, can't. Now, yeah. If I'm, I used to, it used to be like a better sleep. I'm well, not a better sleep, but I would sleep fine. Mm-hmm. But now. No. I can, I think it's like my anxiety, the impending hangover mm-hmm. doesn't allow me to sleep. Like, that's what it is. It's like, I know that tomorrow's going to suck, so I'm going to make it worse by not going to sleep um, and thinking about my hangover. You know what? I don't sweat the bed when I'm drunk huh. because my anxiety I think I believe this is the case it's just like subdued when you're drunk yeah I think if I'm really drunk yeah like I'll just pass out and I won't like sweat for me like when I go to bed at night I know like before I fucking fall asleep like you're gonna sweat. tonight i'm gonna sweat tonight i'm not gonna sweat like oh you I know, know like going in yeah the other, the other night <laughs> i went to bed and i was like i'm probably gonna fucking sweat <laughs> and i did like a whole bunch um and i woke up and i like changed because everything was soaked <laughs> and i like put a blanket under me so that like I wouldn't like fuck up the sheets and then I also put um a sweatshirt on which I know sounds crazy no to like catch the sweat but when we woke up in the morning Ben was like what when did you when did you put that on why are you wearing that and I was like this is the only thing that will contain all of my sweat and he was like (laughs) crying laughing and later on that day he was like this sweatshirt is the only thing that can contain (laughs) and collect all of my sweat (laughs) but it's true yeah I'm sure you got in a bed in the morning like like, wrung it out it was probably like soaked honestly it's like there are certain things that I can wear when I know I'm going to sweat that even though they're like heavy they stop you from sweating yes yes that's that's weird or if I do sweat like it doesn't bug me as much it's not like a thin cotton whatever that will get like soaked it's something that I won't really feel it with like with that sweatshirt I don't know do you think your sweating is mental? Yeah, I do. So that's to me, like maybe if you got to went to bed every night and you're told you're, you're just like, I'm not gonna sweat tonight, maybe you wouldn't sweat. No, no, I don't think I I don't think it's controllable, but I do think that it is like it's it's tied to like your anxiety or something. Yes. Yeah, that's I get that. Yeah. Yes, completely. No, I'm. I th- yeah I, th- I agree with you because I'm like, the same way. If I go to bed like super like high strung, I'm like you're gonna fucking wake up in a puddle. Like yeah. you're just gonna feel fucking gross. And, and I do, and do. I'm like, well. 
and off especially to work. like there's some <laughs> off to work no shower <laughs> no shower um there are some times where like i'll go to bed like naked or i'll only have like underwear and something small on and i'm like this is fine I know I'm going to be fine. And then there's other times where, like, I'll wear something like that and I'll be like, you're going to fucking regret this in three hours when you wake up. So weird. Fucking soaked. So weird. And I just know. I know. Yeah. Well, it's because you're probably, you're like, oh yeah, I'm anxious right now. Like, I'm going to sweat. Also, it happens when I eat a lot of cheese. As I do. So you sweat last night. Got it. Mm, last night was not bad. I actually didn't eat much cheese last night. It was several nights before that, several consecutive nights that I ate a lot of cheese. And Comfort whoa, food. My God. I got home from work today and Ben was in like the process of washing our comforter and he was like, it stinks. And I was like, I know, I'm fucking sorry. <laughs> I, ate like, I ate like seven pounds of cheese in the last three days. I can't stop sweating. And he was like, it's okay. <laughs> no, it's just like yesterday, you're like, yeah, like, I, you sent me like a message. And then like an hour later, you sent me another one. And you were eating like the same bag of cheese. And I was like, have you been eating cheese for like an hour? And I, was, two- <laughs> I didn't eat any cheese last night. I think I was eating crackers with something on it, but I not don't cheese. But something, you were eating something. I'm like, no, like, I I've been eating you. cheese. Yeah. You were eating the same thing, and I was like... I was eating a lot of cheese, and then I was continuing to eat dumb shit last night, and I was like, I'm on the highway to hell. (laughs) You were very (laughs) fucking cryptic last night. (laughs) I know. That's how I've felt this past week. Which, uh, understandably, yes. I don't even know what's going on, so I'm just like, eh. I, like, I'm just going to eat cheese until I feel better. I don't know. And I'm never going to feel better because cheese makes know. me sweat. So it's a it's just a terrible circle. You're stuck in this terrible cycle. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I'm sorry. Not You'll get through that. it. You, you always have. You're still here. Yeah. I've only been threatening to kill myself over the Democratic debate tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Uh, I told you you can't. You're not allowed to kill yourself. I'll do what I want. <laughs> no. Not fair. I always do what I want. Not fair. Uh, Alright, so, uh, going to a <laughs> good transition from suicide to, hey, uh, what were your favorite TV shows as a kid? <laughs> well, I mean, I brought this up before, uh, The Animaniacs. Mm-hmm. Where I thought I could solve my Mandela effect queries, but no. Um, That's where it all started. The Animaniacs was a huge deal for me because um, I was very young, and my dad loved that show because that show was still so enjoyable for children, but like truly made for adults. Oh, no, it was. Like, it was adult humor. Yeah, There's a ton of adult humor in it. And I think that that was so influential on me. I loved it. Did you, did you notice how effortlessly I said influential just then? It's yeah, influential. It's an easy word. I don't know how you'd, uh, I don't know how, who would ever struggle with that word. Um, there was another show 
and I don't know when I saw it. I feel like it was on like Saturday mornings, some weekend morning, um, but it was called Ghost Rider. You ever heard of that? It wasn't a cartoon, right? That was like a no. live action show. It was a yeah. girl, right? Or was it like different I, all the time? I, I thought there was, was like one different. girl. I, I don't remember. I have like memories of it. Yes. Yeah. But they would, it was like they were finding diaries or something from typically people in the past. And then I think like sometimes they would like travel back. Um, I was just fast. Like I would love I don't think you can find it anywhere, but I would maybe like on YouTube or something. I would love to like watch that again because I loved that show. Uh, it was so cool. I I don't remember it, but like I I know it was like I, I yeah, yeah. Like, I can see it, but I have no idea what it was about. Yeah, and I never had cable, so like I, I don't. It sounds like it would be a Nickelodeon thing, but it wasn't. No, so I, I don't, don't know. I don't know. I don't either. I do remember it, though. Yeah. I couldn't tell you anything about it. I know. I'm going to look it up. (laughs) Okay. Um, There is also a channel called uh, PAX, PAX TV. Like it was like 38, yeah. Yeah. And I would watch that because they came out with a show called Little Men, which was a... (laughs) Not what you're thinking. It was... um, like a serial show based around the Louisa May Alcott novel Little Men, which is the sequel to Little Women. The there it's uh there's three books in that series, but it was like focused on that aspect of it and I oh my god. My dad recorded all of that stuff for me on VHS because I was so obsessed with it. I mean I have no idea where that stuff is now, but like I Loved it. Loved it. Because that was my very favorite story. Like, Little Women, my favorite book. All of, like, Little Men and Joe's Boys, everything that came after that. Like, I just ate that shit up. And then it was on, like, television. And I could watch someone's interpretation of it. And, like, I had my issues with, like, certain things. It's like, this is not how it was in the book. As a seven-year-old, yeah. I adored it any kind of um what was the acting quality was it it was sure it It was was awful good it was actually good good okay yeah it was like very decently made it was really good Hmm. and like pax's i think it was a religious channel i think dr quinn with the jane seymour who we spoke of last week yeah that jane seymour yeah I think that was on there, but, um, like, touched by an angel and shit, but, (coughs) um, I loved it. Oh, I loved that That, I do not know that one. Do not know that Of course you don't fucking know it, Hunter. What what does that mean? Um, besides those shows, which were, like, truly of my nature, I remember being so excited when I was in like elementary school when it was Friday night because there was like so much television that I wanted to watch and also I didn't have any siblings and I lived in the middle of nowhere um and I was like oh yeah TV. you didn't live in the middle of nowhere 
literally no one lived by me. I'm saying, like, you didn't live in, like, you made it sound like you lived in, like, a remote village. In, no, like... I mean, I lived where I lived, but, like, there were no people around. Okay. Like, my friends were not near me. Like, okay. I couldn't just, like, walk over to a friend's house. All it right. just wasn't the case. Um, and I would get excited on Friday nights because, and I think there were three shows, but I can only remember two of them. One was Candid Camera. I loved that shit. I just thought it was fucking hilarious. Okay. And the other one is disturbing, because it was Kids Say the Darndest Things, and that was Bill Cosby. Yeah. 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 Fucking weird is that? That was before we knew he was a fuck. But kids do say the darndest things. That show is funny. They do. And you were a kid. And you're like, man, yeah, and I was like, we really, <laughs> we really are the darndest, aren't we? And I was like, no, I was like looking at it like, mm, I'm an adult. You're like, even though they, some of the kids are like older than you, you're like, I'm yeah. I'm 10. Well, you small. You little, little stupid idiot. Idiot child. Yeah. Yeah. Can't believe you said that, you stupid little fuck. That's what you're probably saying at 10, right? That basically is what sums up, I mean, you've said, we've talked about this before, like, I was dancing around my house to uh, West Side Story and Dr. Dre and researching King Henry VIII, watching Little Men on PAX TV and enjoying Candid Cameras. <laughs> Just, like, all over the you place. You were, yeah, you were, like, a 10-year-old, like, 70-year-old somehow. Like, it was... I was born a very old soul. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of the show, um, The Ghost Inside My Child? No. Okay, so it's a show that was on a while ago. It's been, like, scrubbed from almost everything. I think you can Alternate st- universe, yeah. You can still find it on YouTube. Um, but it's, like, a common occurrence that kids, when they reach, like, speaking age will voice um, memories of like past lives and it's happened with one of my friends Um, my other friend Whitney who told me about it has not experienced that with her son but like she used to watch that show and like blew her mind and then Ben told me that one of his kids told him like he has this birthmark on his back and that when he was young he told him like oh yeah I got shot there and like told him this whole story about like this life and now it's like gone like he doesn't remember it anymore my friend Angie said that her son when he was first able to talk told her um I like you much better than my old family because my old family made me work. Like, isn't that bizarre? But, like, this show would have people on it where, like, the kids would say, you know, I remember, like... The darndest things. I remember my whole... (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) I remember my whole life. I know what town I was from. And, like, sometimes I would, like, travel to the town and, like, he would, like... Know where stuff is. Know who his family was and like their relations to him and their names and find them and meet them. Um, which what? I mean, I'm sure it's so easy to like fake so yeah. much of that stuff, but I mean, kids do also say the darndest thing. <laughs> and like, 
it, it's common that like kids with weird birthmarks or even not just that they'll come up somehow with some story like oh I remember this and then it'll disappear like if Angie was to bring that up to her son now he wouldn't know which she has in the to try past, to get and, it yeah no he said I don't want to talk about that anymore really yeah got super defensive and like I'm I bet now he doesn't remember it but isn't that so weird did I don't, you, did, I don't did you ever do that I don't think so but growing up, I always had the craziest connection to the 1800s, and I feel like that's why I'm so obsessed with it. You are. Um, so, who knows? Maybe, maybe your the... connection is just not as good? Like, that's, it's like you have like maybe? a... Maybe? Yeah, like your Wi-Fi signal's pretty, like, it's not as or good maybe as maybe like... I'm just a weirdo that's obsessed with that time, and maybe. like, maybe none of that shit exists, because... Or maybe that's... some of it does, and like, maybe like the people that don't have it, like we're like new souls like we're first Maybe. we're the first of our soul. but like what you said i was a 10 year old that was 70 like i i feel like the very oldest soul but i don't have any memories of that and i my mom has never said anything like that to me so i don't know but isn't it's just it's something weird. strange to think it's about weird, yeah yeah it's not a definitive on any point and there's but, yeah there's no way to like prove any of this like you no but can't. it's cool to talk about it is that's i just weird. wish something would actually happen to me so that i don't have to just talk about other people no i know like i've talked about this before like i'm yeah gonna... yeah if you want to fucking come on in up. the water's warm let's go <laughs> right now no i don't want to force you She'd you're like, just I'm playing dominoes you're... i'm eating yeah, half same. a sandwich <laughs> What if a sandwich just fell on my table? I'd be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, but that's weird. Uh, so my, I'm a very old soul. You are. And I feel like I should have had an experience like that. So when I hear these other fucking new kids on the block saying this shit, I'm like, oh, fuck off. I am the old soul here. I'm the one that was murdered in a basement. But no, I have none of that. I don't have that either. And, like, I feel like I'm a very tortured soul. <laughs> like, I feel like in my past life, like, either I was awful, so, like, now I'm, like, paying for it. Or, like, I lived a really good life, and I was a dickhead about it, so now I'm paying for that. Like, in some way, I think, like, you know, if that's the case, mm -hmm. those are the two avenues that it has to be, right? So I feel like I was very wealthy at some point. And that's why I'm obsessed with like an elaborate and luxurious lifestyle, especially from that time, which is why I am constantly fighting poverty. Because like, oh, okay. Yeah. I think I was like a peasant. Like I was just like a, I'm just used to being poor. Like I'm pretty sure I've been there too. Yeah. Yeah, maybe a peasant. Um, my shows, I was going to go with Animaniacs, but you <gasps> took... I, I loved that show. I just, Hell yeah. I just, like, Great. that intro, like, I can't, like, I'm always going to remember that. Like, it's just such a good, it's such, it's, it's such a great intro. Um, what else? Yeah. So that was good for all of our listeners. That was me. Yakko yaks and whack no snacks. 
Or wacko. I think it said wacko. Wacko. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was a big Power Rangers guy. Loved the Power mm-hmm. Rangers. Just was. Oh man. Just love fucking story about that. Oh yeah. Do yeah. you wanna? I mean, I don't really have anything to substantial to say about. It. I just loved it, and I thought it was like the best show ever. What do you got for me? I always wanted to watch Power Rangers, and my parents were like against it. Why? No fucking idea, but like I would watch it at my babysitter's house, and I wanted to be able to watch it at home. And then one night, like my parents were always really good at having conversations with me. Um, and I always used to think, like, oh wow, I'm really good at arguing and like discussing things because they listen to me. Um, but now I kind of think back and I'm like, what did they actually think about my arguments? Like, were they just bullshit? Um, they, I'm sure they were complete bullshit. Probably. Like, as a kid, like, yeah, you didn't make anything that made any rational sense, I'm sure. I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty smart. I mean, you're a pretty old soul, so maybe your uh, old soul was speaking through. Um, God, I've made so many fucking arguments to them. Um... Again with the sirens. I called the cops. So I (laughs) said to them, like, I want to watch the Power Rangers. And, like, it was like a whole fucking thing. And then, like, it came on and I was supposed to be watching it. But then my dad was just talking to me the entire time through the episode. And now that I think about it, like, he was fucking drunk and like drinking at the time and like having this like in-depth conversation with me about like what's quality what's not quality why they want me to watch some things and not other things and I was just like "Uh uh-huh uh-huh like side-eyeing the tv like what the fuck like like, shut up I want to see can I watch this or what I want to see them fight this dinosaur like what are you what are you trying to talk to me I remember but, like, I feel like anytime I would make an argument with them, typically I would win. They um, would let you win. I guess. But, like, my stepdaughter now will make arguments and I'm like, these are so bad. Like, is this what I sounded like? Because you are not going to win this argument. This is awful. Whereas when I would make arguments with my parents, like, I would win. Um... And I remember when I was in high school, I made an argument to be able to have the door closed with a boy in my room. And I won. I was then like, fuck the shit out of him. I was like, what have I ever done? I am a good kid. I never get in trouble. I have like perfect grades. Like, can I please have some fucking leeway here? What do you want from me? And they fucking let me. They let me. Yeah. And that's when you lost your virginity. So they and were, they were right. I did have sex in my room. So. <laughs> <laughs> Not while they were fucking around or awake or anything, but. Um, so that was one. What else do I have? Um, Are You Afraid of the Dark? I was a big oh, Are yeah. You Afraid of the Dark guy. Oh, my God. I loved that show. Um, actually, in college, me and one of my friends, like, rewatched it. Like, I, we would, like, hang out, like, just, it would be late at night, and I'd, like, he'd be like, hey, you want to watch Are You Afraid of the Dark? And we would, like, I would, like, 
just go hang out and watch Are You For The Dark as college kids. So we're trying to relive our youth. Um, another one, because this kind of triggered when you when you kind of named like some adult shows. I used to watch The X-Files all the time. Oh, and too. I don't remember it, though. Like, but it's only like, when my dad was watching it. Yeah, and I'm sure I watched it with my parents, but, like, I remember I watched it all the time, like, I just thought it was incredible. Like, I was just, like, it was creepy, and it was perfect for me, because I like creepy shit, but, like, I don't remember any of the X-Files, but I know I watched it all the time. Like, Were I you scared? It. No. Not even going to bed? No. Not even when you knew that aliens existed? No, I would just assume they existed. Like, it was <laughs> fine. Like, I was, I was terrified as death as a child, but I thought I was just gonna, like, die from natural causes like a six-year-old it was not like i was didn't think i was gonna die from something like it yeah. was like like aliens i was like man whatever like we'll be cool like we're we're gucci <laughs> me and these aliens we're good um so like yeah because i remember like yeah that kind of when you said what did you say oh you said like, candid camera little and stuff men. <laughs> no not little men that didn't trigger anything um, are you sure didn't trigger anything the feeling in your pants. You even look down at your dick. <laughs> it's because you were wanted. That's what you wanted me to do. That's I why did. I did it. I know. That's why I did yeah. it. Um, so yeah, I remember I watched it, but like, like now, like we we'll watch S file sometimes, and like I don't remember any. It's like I've never watched it, but like I know I watched it, and it's a weird like feeling because like I know There's I watched hundreds. So much of, of it. I, I watched hundreds of episodes of X Files and don't remember anything. Yeah. Um, anything else, really? No. I mean, nothing. I was a big Arthur guy. I loved Arthur. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I don't know. I, I think I watched that, like, when I was way too old Buster to watch Bunny. that. Yeah. Um, and now I like, there's, like, Arthur memes. Like, oh, I, like, I love ooh. that that's a thing. Um, uh, What? This is more of, like, a book that I read when I was a kid all the time was the Nerd. Angelina Ballerina series. When I was little, but then it became a TV show, and I watched it when I was too old to be watching it, because I was like, oh, it's Angelina Ballerina. It was a mouse <laughs> ballerina, and you know what? She had a friend named Alice who couldn't stop eating cheese, and she was always the chubby one, and that was me in class, always. Everything comes full circle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now you still eat cheese. You just uh, can't stop. Yeah, um, can't so stop. Should stop. <laughs> I'm actually I'm going keto on Monday, so I'm gonna oh, just dear. I'm just gonna eat cheese and meat. So that's what keto is, right? I don't I don't really know anything about keto. I don't either, but I'm, I, that's what I'm gonna do. Because last time I went vegetarian to lose weight, so now, now I'm gonna going do the exact opposite. The opposite. Yeah, yeah. I, I like to prove that I can do everything a thousand different ways so that's what i'm gonna do with it okay yeah so good for you every time you come over i'll just basically have like 30 pounds of cheese that you could just run Fucking, through yeah yeah so you're welcome Not good for me no it's great for you it's i mean it's you were gonna do it anyways <sighs> no i'm gonna go vegan no you, you will not you will never do that i've done it for weeks at a time <laughs> a couple weeks <laughs> uh no, that's it. Uh, what? What? What's next? Pointing at me with your weird... I drank that. I thought it was a beer and it was no, root, it's a root beer. No, it's a root beer. It's a not your father's root beer. Um, I'm just... I have things in my fridge I need to get rid of, so this was one of them. 
Yeah, it was a very surprising taste that I was not expecting. <laughs> um, our last question it's, kind it, it's, of. it's a topic yes i know we have uh, a hunter's random thought coming up so for anyone that's thinking about turning it off i know that's why you guys t- tune in is fucking for that. stay tuned for that who knows what it might be it's random um we are both uh the children of divorce the children you make it sound like we're the only two <laughs> it's he and i and we've started a coalition um, and we're going to talk about what we think about divorce and how it affected us. Uh, that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. So am I supposed to answer first? I asked the question. You did. That's a good question. And a good point. Um, so my parents got div- I, I honestly don't even remember when they got divorced. I was young. Um... And I don't, ma- this is, I'm going to sound like an asshole, like, I felt like it made sense. Mm-hmm. Like, as a child, like, I was like, okay, like, you guys don't feel that way about each other anymore, so you got divorced. Like, it makes sense, like, you you shouldn't just hang out with this person for the rest of your life because you don't like, you know, cause, because you feel like you have to. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't think it had much of an effect on me. But also, like, I'm very, I'm very biased on that opinion because, you know, obviously it's me because I don't think anything affects me. Um, I think that, you know, I make all my own decisions and things happen, but other people have told me, actually, we went into this with uh, that crazy girl that sent me that text message where... Mm -hmm. Her, she thought that because I was a child of divorce that I didn't understand relationships and how, you know, I was guarded because of it, um, which may be true because I haven't really been in a lot of relationships, like long-term ones, because I, I don't know. I, I like to think it's that... Because you don't like anybody. Because I don't like anybody. That's what I like to think. Like, it really... Which, that's what I think. Which, you know me. I think that is you the think issue. That's, that's what I mean. Like, I I don't think I have, like, a, an issue with... With people. Or with, with relationships. I think it's just more like, I'm not going to do something that I think is a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not... You know, I don't... I, there are people that are, like, relationship people. And they, it helps them as a person to be with someone at all times. I'm not that way at Mm. all. Like, I'm very independent. And, like, I'm not going to, like, just be in a relationship to be in one. Like, I'm, for me, it's going to add to my life. Like, it's going to, that's what it's going to be. But I don't think that's, like, a divorce thing. I don't think that's what it comes from. And I don't think it affects, like, I don't think it affects me, like, people fall in love people fall out of love like it it happens like people change so when they change you may not love that person the same way you did when you married them Mm -hmm. so divorce makes sense to me i get it but i'm also not like rushing into marriage so maybe that is part of it to where like i don't want to like go into something because I assume i want to kind of wait it out before i don't know even say that because you don't 
even get into relationships. So, like, you can't even rush into marriage because you don't date anyone. If you wanted to rush into marriage, you would have rushed into marriage with that girl with the annoying voice who was really cool, but you couldn't stand her voice. Well, no, and from, and that's, it's not a marriage thing. It's more of like a, I look at things like long term, if I can, like, like that, like, would have driven me crazy. It would have. (laughs) I know. It would have. Um, But I'm just saying, you don't, you don't like anyone. (laughs) That sounds bad. It's true, though. Like, you don't. And I mean, I feel like some people will date around and date people that, like, they, uh, like in some ways, but, like, they know it's not going to go somewhere. Like, they know it's like like, it has a shelf life. You just don't. You don't fucking like anybody. (laughs) You don't. And I don't. I think for me, too, it is. It's like I don't want to waste people's time. Like I or look your at, time or my time. Like it, it's like it is mutual. Like it's like yes. Like we could date for you know a few months, a year, whatever. And but like I think I know going into that situation, like it's not gonna go anywhere. So like why? Why should I waste my time? Why mm-hmm. should I waste your time? Like when this already has like it has a shelf life in my mind, which maybe if I was more open, it wouldn't. Mm-hmm. But also, like, I'm a big just, like, feel guy. Like, that's, which is my downfall. Like, it's just, like, you have an intrinsic connection to somebody or you don't. And I, I don't know. Like, it's just, and maybe that is from divorce. Like, maybe it's because, like, maybe that's because my parents got divorced. So, like, I don't want to, like, get divorced. Mm-hmm. So I'm just looking for, like, it has to work out. Or but I'm not going to do it. you can still date someone without marrying them. I know. Well, I know. But no, I'm just saying, like, w- this is about divorce. This isn't about my dating life. I'm I understand, just saying, but you've, we've made this about your dating life now. We have. <laughs> you have. <laughs> I have. Um, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I could. But I don't. I just don't I know, do that. Like, you that's don't. Just, but then, like, it also, like, looks bad on me because, like, I will just, like, go on like three dates with girls and like I'll sleep with them and then <laughs> I'm a brag. No, I'm I'm just not a sick God, I'm the sick brag guy. You can't do that to me. I but I will but then like you. they'll you know like I think a lot of people which is the normal thing to do is like oh like you know you can't just do that. Like you can't just sleep with people and then like throw them away, which is basically what it looks like for me when I'm like for me like like no, it's not I'm not doing that. Like That's it's not what happens in this day and age. People do. People sleep around. They do. I know. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of people do not like that. Like, because like I will talk to people for the first time, and I'm very open. I'm like, they're like, oh, I'm looking for a very serious relationship, and I hate that. Like, I hate people that go into situations looking for like that. Because like you don't know who you're gonna meet. Mm-hmm. Like it, every person you meet. It's a completely different scenario from the last person you met. So, like, some people you're going to meet, possibly you could get married. Some people you're going to meet, you're going to fuck one time and you're not going to talk again. Like, and there's, I'm just open to all situations because you don't know what's going to happen. But I don't think there's anything wrong with, like, stating 
what you're looking for. No, and I, but I get that, but I think, like, okay, so that's, like, my problem is, like, people that are looking to, like, get married. Like, I think they're going to settle. Like, Mm -hmm. their main goal is not the person they're going to meet. Their main goal is the end goal of getting married. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's what's always weird to me because, like, I'm not... I'm not trying to get married. That's not my goal isn't to get married ever. <laughs> if it happens, it happens. And I would like, I ain't trying to get no, married. No, I don't mean that as like, you know, like I would love to get married, but like my goal going into hey, meeting could people. Could you officiate your own wedding? Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> I'll just like, I'll have like two faces. I'll have uh, <laughs> and then I'll like talk out of one side and then I'll like go run to the other. You'll um, have to marry a very special woman to agree to that. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but no, I just think like it, it, like a lot of people. This is now basically on my how would how I feel about dating, which is not what I wanted to do. Um, but I think a lot of people, like yeah, because their parents. Actually, no, we'll tie it back. Their parents got married. They have a happy life. So that's what they want. That's what they're used to. That's what you know they're taught to do. And I feel be- like most. I don't know. Well, I mean, like, we'll statistically, get you, yeah. 50% of people come from divorced parents. Exactly. But, I, like, I, there's just, I feel like too many people out there, like, just, like, they hit a point in their life, and they're like, I have to get married. Like, and they're, you know, instead of looking for the right person, they're just looking for a person that will do. And, like, mm-hmm. I'm not like that. Like, I... If I have to be alone forever, I'll be alone forever. Like, I don't care. Like, I'm going to, if I'm going to marry someone, it's going to be someone that I want to marry. It's not going to be someone that I'm just going to marry because I want to get married. Like, that's mm-hmm. the difference. Like, I'm happy alone. And the only Are reason. You? Well, I mean, I'm <laughs> as happy as I can be alone. <laughs> Are you, though? <laughs> no, but another person isn't going to make it. You know, just like having somebody Another in their life. Another person would make it worse if they weren't right. Exactly. Like yeah. that's for me. Like then it's yeah. So you know, I'm I'm as happy as I can be mm-hmm. as a person alone. I guess like it's I never look for people to like fill a hole in my life. Like I want someone that's is in it, you know I don't I don't even know how to explain it. Like it's just like they're gonna complement like my life. Like that's mm-hmm. I never want to be someone that has to depend on someone for happiness Mm -hmm. like that's just how I am and maybe that is from divorce like maybe that is like I kind of hardened myself from that maybe I don't think so but I think that's what people think maybe Mm -hmm. about me is that like oh you're from divorced parents like you're just you you're tough to get to and I'm like no I'm just tough to get to because that's just how I am like it's once you know me, I'm not, I'm, then I'm a soft ass bitch. Like I'm Cut super, bitch. I am a soft ass bitch. Like then I'm a, then you just get everything from me. Like once you know me and I trust you, good luck because then you get mm-hmm. all my shit, good or bad. <laughs> so you don't want to get into this. Like this is, it's a commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, I, I don't think it affected me, but also like it's, I'm biased. Like it's, yeah. you know, I'm just, it's what I'm used to, but like I just, for me, when my parents got divorced, it made sense. Um, it, you know, the love wasn't there. Like, that's, it, why would you, it's more, it's weirder to me when people don't get divorced when they feel that way. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, I don't know why you would tough something out for 
any reason. Like, if you're a good parent... Because it doesn't help kids. Well, I... Uh, maybe. But... It doesn't. I don't know. We'll get into you then. Like, how do you feel the divorce affected you? Uh, so, my note for this... I took no notes. That's why mine was meandering. <laughs> no, no, no. My note for this is... Children of divorce, great tool to be utilized more often. <laughs> <laughs> because my parents got divorced when I was uh, 22. Or oh, you were older. 23, something oh, really? like that. I thought they yeah. got divorced earlier. No. See, they I got was young. When I was an adult and. My entire childhood was a shit show, and if they had been divorced so much earlier, um, you know, possibly after one of the many times that I confronted my dad or my mom about what was going on and wasn't just shut down and ignored, that my life would have been way different, and they should have been divorced so so much before they were like so much before um and I have all kinds of fucked up uh issues now related to trusting people and related to relationships like my dad just lived like a double life for a decade and I knew and I observed it and now like that's all that I can see is like the possibility of that like what in any relationship I've been in since all that I see is like how easy it is to lie and my dad lied for years not only to my mom but to me and that's all that I see and it like has ruined my life like I've always had OCD in one way or another um it's not always necessarily been like the compulsions part of it but usually just like I think they call it pure O just like obsessiveness um and it's taken different forms like eating disorders and like other stuff which I fucking wish I would love my OCD shut up you know fuck you don't say that (laughs) that would be Great. <laughs> my cheese problem gone. <laughs> I mean, your food problem is gone. Then, yeah, that's. But like my issue, like where it has gone since, like I, since I've gotten into like relationships where I'm actually invested in, like the thing about OCD is that it always attacks the thing that you. Um, care the most about like where you're most sensitive and like it has just focused in on relationships and I have such a hard time trusting anyone Um, and I can like 
I'll trust other people that I don't have to, um, that I don't feel like are in a position to hurt me. But as soon as you are in a position to hurt me, like, I will immediately just start looking for shit. Like, that's just how it goes. Um, because that's my experience. And I wish that I had been taken out of that situation way earlier. Um, I mean, my mental issues are my problem and mine alone to deal with, but I feel like because that marriage was clung on to, it fucked me up big time. But what's weird to me about that for you, because me and you have like very different dating paths. Like, the polar opposite. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you've been in, like, a lot of more, like, serious relationships, and I just haven't dated anybody. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's weird, because, like, my, you know, my parents got divorced young, and, like, to me, I was like, that makes sense. And, like, to you, yours, like, got divorced later, and you knew it was an issue, but, like, somehow, I don't know, like, it, you still have gravitated towards more, like, long-term relationships, even with that, like, with those trust issues, which is weird to me. Like, that's just... I am, like, I want to feel loved so much. Um, and then, like, once I feel like I am, I immediately start second-guessing it. Like, it's not real, or it's not there. Um... But, like, I'm just always looking for, like, love and appreciation, um, just, like, being recognized. Narcissist. Yeah. 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 I mean, no, I mean, that's the other thing that should go on my tombstone. Instead of my name, it'll just say narcissist. <laughs> narcissist. <laughs> Dead lady. She, she hated herself, even though everybody else liked her. <laughs> no, it's she hated herself, but she expected everybody else to like her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. Why don't you like me? Yeah. It's like, um, well, you don't like yourself. So, yeah. Yeah. That, it did fuck me up. So it did fuck you up, you oh, think? Yeah. 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 Big do you time. Pr- like, do you appreciate any part of that? Do you think it helped you with anything? Um, I was appreciative of when they got divorced. It felt like a relief because I had been saying that things were wrong for years since I was in seventh grade and they got divorced when I was 22, 23. So yeah, I felt like validated in some way. And then when my dad just fucking disappeared I mean, in some ways, it's, like, hurts me that he has disappeared and, like, has totally let go of me, but at the same time, it is a weight off of my shoulders to not have to deal with him. It is. It made my life exponentially easier, not having him around. So... Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, like, my dad, like, 
I have a fine relationship with him, but it's not, like, close, which is weird. Like, I think what has, like, the biggest thing for me from the divorce is, like, I don't have a close family. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, like, that's not something I value. Like, it's, to me, like, my friends are, like, super important to me. But, like, family to me is, like, blood family, like, is... I, I don't put a lot of importance on it. Like, that's maybe the biggest thing I take from it, mm-hmm. which I don't know if that's the divorce thing or that's other issues, but, like, I don't know. Like, you, I don't know. You're, you're not super close to a lot of your family either. No, but I feel more able to connect with a lot of my blood relatives as opposed to my mom and... I don't really know if it's because of, like, resentment towards her because of what my childhood was like, or if it's just because of who she is. Like, she's just difficult um, to deal with, Um, and we're both very, we're very different. Like, I am more like my dad, unfortunately. she's very buttoned up and like plays everything really close to the chest and likes to sweep things under the rug and I'm always just like I'm gonna throw you off a cliff into the ocean (laughs) and she like loses her mind so understandably that type of a relationship um and I don't know how much of that is related to childhood and how much of that is just like a clashing of general personalities but I think it's both it's gotta be both that's what like it's the only thing I can think of that maybe like divorce did to me was like just cause it was always like split up like you know I would either be with my dad or I'd be with my mom it was like you know it was never cohesive mm-hmm. and so like it always felt like in my life they were separate parts of it like I said I had two lives and, you know, I had one life here, one life there, and, like, but it never, like, came together. So, like, I just don't feel super close to my family, mm-hmm. which sounds terrible, but... I think it's very normal for a lot of the population. Is it? I don't, I, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like most people, like, are, they feel obligated to, like, do things with their family. Well, you can feel stuff. obligated, but it doesn't mean that you feel close. But I don't even feel obligated. Like, it's just... Uh, you know, like, uh, like I love my dad, but like I, he lives twenty minutes from here, and I barely ever see him, and I feel awful about it sometimes. But I don't always feel like obligated to go see him, even though I should. And that's uh, that feels fucked that. up to me, because like I always like kind of, I don't know, I I value like my friendships that I've made more like over mm-hmm. that which makes me feel like a dickhead because those are the relationships that you choose and like you I feel like I've built them and like it's you know like I don't you were brought into this world and if those relationships weren't uh nurtured the way that they were supposed to be or the way that everyone wanted them to be then really what could anyone expect I don't know cuz like it, oh, my family, like, my dad's a great guy, and, like, most of my family, they're, they're all good people, but, like, it's, 
I don't know. Like it's it like doesn't I, necessarily mean that I you're just know, but be it's close. a weird thing to say. Like it's to say it out loud on this feels weird because like I feel like most people feel the opposite. I don't think that they do. Well, I mean, because you're like me. That's like we are in there. You know, we're in our little sphere of we I do what we do. Most people are like, okay, that's that's my family, but. They're not necessarily my number one choice. Yeah. I mean, when I was having, like, a really hard time with my, uh, like, anxiety and OCD, I did rely very heavily on my mom. That's what my mom, like, yes, I'm very close to my mom. But, like, outside of that. But, like, I... I'm not all that close with my mom. At least, like, I don't want to... I don't want to tell her things. I don't want to ask her things. I don't want to ask for her help because she is so anxiety-ridden herself that, like, telling her things or talking to her about things and then her reaction to them just makes everything worse. Um, And I just, like, I can't stand the way that she like handles things and goes through life um we're just so different in that way but if like I need something if I'm in crisis then yes I want her but if I want to just try to be like a normal human being I can't have her about <laughs> she makes me crazy. No, and my mom is like the same. Like she is very like my mom has zero anxiety. Like she like she doesn't understand mine all the time. So like I don't go to her a lot of the time with like that stuff because like I know that like she can't comprehend it because it's not an issue she has to deal with. Like for her, you know, it's not like because I don't trust her. It's just because like you know I have other people I can talk to that have that are gonna understand it better. Like mm-hmm. you. Like, I'll come you and just spew shit on you and just tell you good luck. Um, but, no, like, I don't know. Like, I, I am close to my mom, and I do tell her things. And, but that's, like, it. Like, that's, like, outside of that, it's just, like, meh. Yeah. I'll see you when I see you. Like, and it's, yeah. yeah. So maybe that is part of the the divorce thing, how it affected me. I don't know. That's I'm just trying to kind of surmise something from it, because I don't feel like it affected me, but also, like... Maybe I don't know because I was so young that, like, it did change everything for me, but I Mm -hmm. can't, as an adult, like, trace it back to that. As for you, like, you were older, so, like, obviously you had a brain at that point, unlike me. (laughs) Um, And then, like, you know, like, my mom... A brain that had been crippled by years of their fucking disastrous marriage. Then, like, my mom got, like, into, like, another relationship, like, very quickly after. So, like, it's... I don't know. It's just, it's different. Like it is. So for me, it's like, Oh, I don't know. Like, you know, love works out or it Mm -hmm. doesn't like it's for me. It's not like a thing you need to, for me, marriage is like, Oh yeah, well it, it, it happens or it doesn't like whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to fucking look for it. So that's what, how it transformed me. All right. All right. Do you have anything else? No, I'm interested in your random thought. Oh yeah. I do have a random thought. Yeah. Complete just switch of things. This um, happened when you were laying in bed? Um, no, actually, I was watching TV. I was watching Chernobyl. Mmm. And it's weird to me 
this is my random thought. It's weird to me that they do foreign accents in movies that are in English. Like, that's supposed to make it more authentic. Like, in Chernobyl, they do, like, a Russian accent, even though they would have been speaking, like, Russian. But then they do a Russian no, accent. they have a British accent. All of the actors that are British have a British accent. And then I think if they have actors that were Russian, they're just speaking in their normal Russian accent, but it's in English. No, because I think, like, even things like that, I'm not even saying Chernobyl, but, like, a lot of stuff, they, like, you know, they'll do, like, I don't, like, it was, like, African movies. Like, they'll do, you know, like, an African dialect, like, dialect, like, it's, but it's, you know, they were speaking in Afrikaans, but then they do the movie in English, and then, like, they, but they do it in, like, an accent that is, like, Afrikaans. Like, it's like they're speaking a second language, and it's weird to me. Okay. I mean, I know what you mean. <laughs> I can't fully form it. I mean, it's their way of dealing with and not wanting to do a movie completely in subtitles. Yeah, but it's just weird to me that we just accept it as, like, normal. That, mm-hmm. like, oh, like, you know, they're speaking in a Russian accent, so that makes it more authentically Russian as opposed to, you know, if they just, if they had spoken, like, in, in their language. Like, if it was an actor that, like, did it, you know... Because I'm sure there, there are been movies. I feel like most of those actors were just speaking in British accents. All of the main characters were just speaking in British accents. That was not Russian. No, I'm, I'm not even saying Chernobyl, like, specifically. I'm just saying in general, like, there are movies that they'll have someone do a accent that is, like, I don't know. Like, it's, it's weird to me. I don't know. That's why it's random. It's not fully thought out. Mm-hmm. It's not even a good idea. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna end the podcast um, <laughs> before I keep talking. Um, so yeah, that's all I got. Okay, me too. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye.